Today on the Just Read Podcast, we're reading 1 Kings chapters 6 and 7. As Solomon's reign progresses, he builds two houses, one for Yahweh and one for himself. Let's read 1 Kings chapters 6 and 7. Now it came about in the 480th year after the sons of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, that he began to build the house of the Lord. As for the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, its length was sixty cubits, and its width twenty cubits, and its height thirty cubits. The porch in front of the nave of the house was twenty cubits in length, corresponding to the width of the house, and its depth along the front of the house was ten cubits. Also for the house he made windows with artistic frames. Against the wall of the house he built stories encompassing the walls of the house around both the nave and the inner sanctuary. Thus he made side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits wide, and the middle was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide. For on the outside he made offsets in the wall of the house all around in order that the beams would not be inserted in the walls of the house. Now the house, while it was being built, was built of stone prepared at the quarry, and there was neither hammer nor axe nor any iron tool heard in the house while it was being built. The doorway for the lowest side chamber was on the right side of the house, and they would go up by winding stairs to the middle story, and from the middle to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he covered the house with beams and planks of cedar. He also built the stories against the whole house, each five cubits high, and they were fastened to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and execute my ordinances and keep all my commandments by walking in them, then I will carry out my word with you which I spoke to David your father. I will dwell among the sons of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. Then he built the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the ceiling, he overlaid the walls on the inside with wood, and he overlaid the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built twenty cubits on the rear part of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the ceiling. He built them for it on the inside as an inner sanctuary, even as the most holy place. The house, that is, the nave in front of the inner sanctuary, was forty cubits long. There was cedar on the house within, carved in the shape of gourds and open flowers. All was cedar, there was no stone seen. Then he prepared an inner sanctuary within the house in order to place there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was twenty cubits in length, twenty cubits in width, and twenty cubits in height, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the altar with cedar. So Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold, and he drew chains of gold across the front of the inner sanctuary, and he overlaid it with gold. He overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also, the whole altar which was by the inner sanctuary he overlaid with gold. Also in the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. Five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. 
From the end of one wing to the end of the other wing were ten cubits. The other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubim were of the same measure and the same form. The height of the one cherub was ten cubits, and so was the other cherub. He placed the cherubim in the midst of the inner house, and the wings of the cherubim were spread out, so that the wing of the one was touching the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub was touching the other wall. So their wings were touching each other in the center of the house. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. Then he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved engravings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, inner and outer sanctuaries. He overlaid the floor of the house with gold, inner and outer sanctuaries. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood, the lintel and five-sided doorposts. So he made two doors of olive wood, and he carved on them carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid them with gold. And he spread the gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. So he also made for the entrance of the nave four-sided doorposts of olive wood and two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door turned on pivots, and the two leaves of the other door turned on pivots. He carved on it cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold, evenly applied on the engraved work. He built the inner court with three rows of cut stone and a row of cedar beams. In the fourth year the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month of Bul, which is the eighth month, the house was finished throughout all its parts and according to all its plans. So he was seven years in building it. Now Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished all his house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was one hundred cubits, and its width fifty cubits, and its height thirty cubits, on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars. It was paneled with cedar above the side chambers which were on the forty-five pillars, fifteen in each row. There were artistic window frames in three rows, and window was opposite window in three ranks. All the doorways and doorposts had squared artistic frames, and window was opposite window in three ranks. Then he made the hall of pillars. Its length was fifty cubits and its width thirty cubits, and a porch was in front of them, and pillars and a threshold in front of them. He made the hall of the throne where he was to judge, the hall of judgment, and it was paneled with cedar from floor to floor. His house where he was to live, the other court inward from the hall, was of the same workmanship. He also made a house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom Solomon had married. All of these were of costly stones, of stone cut according to measure, sawed with saws inside and outside, even from the foundation to the coping, and so on the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, even large stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly stones, stone cut according to measure, and cedar. So the great court all around had three rows of cut stone and a row of cedar beams, even as the inner court of the house of the Lord and the porch of the house. Now King Solomon sent and brought Hiram from Tyre. He was a widow's son from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in bronze, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill for doing any work in bronze. So he came to King Solomon and performed all his work. He fashioned the two pillars of bronze, 
18 cubits was the height of one pillar, and a line of 12 cubits measured the circumference of both. He also made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of network and twisted threads of chainwork for the capitals, which were on the top of the pillars. Seven for the one capital, and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars and two rows around on the one network to cover the capitals which were on the top of the pomegranates. So he did for the other capital. The capitals which were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily design, four cubits. There were capitals on the two pillars, even above and close to the rounded projection which was beside the network, and the pomegranates numbered two hundred in rows around both capitals. Thus he set up the pillars at the porch of the nave, and he set up the right pillar and named it Jachin, and he set up the left pillar and named it Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily design, so the work of the pillars was finished. Now he made the sea of cast metal ten cubits from brim to brim, circular in form, and its height was five cubits and thirty cubits in circumference. Under its brim, gourds went around encircling it ten to a cubit, completely surrounding the sea, the gourds were in two rows, cast with the rest. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. And the sea was set on top of them, and all their rear parts turned inward. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, as a lily blossom. It could hold two thousand baths. Then he made ten stands of bronze. The length of each stand was four cubits, and its width four cubits, and its height three cubits. This was the design of the stands. They had borders, even borders between the frames, and on the borders which were between the frames were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And on the frames there was a pedestal above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Now each stand had four bronze wheels with bronze axles, and its four feet had supports. Beneath the basin were cast supports with wreaths at each side. Its opening inside the crown at the top was a cubit, and its opening was round like the design of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. And also on its opening there were engravings, and their borders were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the borders, and the axles of the wheels were on the stand, and the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half. The workmanship of the wheels was like the workmanship of a chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. Now there were four supports at the four corners of each stand. Its supports were part of the stand itself. On the top of the stand there was a circular form half a cubit high, and on the top of the stand its stays and its borders were part of it. He engraved on the plates of its stays and on its borders cherubim, lions, and palm trees, according to the clear space on each, with wreaths all around. He made the ten stands like this. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of bronze. One basin held forty baths. Each basin was four cubits, and on each of the ten stands was one basin. Then he set the stands, five on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house and he set the sea of cast metal on the right side of the house, eastward toward the south. Now Hiram made the basins and the shovels and the bowls. So Hiram finished doing all the work which he performed for King Solomon in the house of the Lord. 
the two pillars and the two bowls of the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, and the ten stands with the ten basins on the stands, and the one sea and the twelve oxen under the sea, and the pails and the shovels and the bowls, even all these utensils which Hiram made for King Solomon in the house of the Lord were of polished bronze. In the plain of the Jordan the king cast them, in the clay ground between Sakath and Zerathon. Solomon left all the utensils unweighed, because they were too many. The weight of the bronze could not be ascertained. Solomon made all the furniture which was in the house of the Lord, the golden altar and the golden table on which was the bread of the presence, and the lampstands, five on the right side and five on the left, in front of the inner sanctuary of pure gold, and the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold, and the cups and the snuffers and the bowls and the spoons and the firepans of pure gold, and the hinges both of the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, that is, of the nave, of gold. Thus all the work that King Solomon performed in the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things dedicated by his father David, the silver and the gold and the utensils, and he put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. That was 1 Kings chapters 6 and 7. Solomon spent seven years of his reign building God a glorious temple. This temple was filled with carvings of trees and fruit, like a mini Garden of Eden. This is the place where God would dwell among his people and where his people would have fellowship with him. Thank you for reading with me.